Live from Nashville, Tennessee, it's Dawn and Steve in the morning. Good morning from Moody Radio. Coming up later in the program, we've got a couple of great guests for you. We're going to have Hannah, and I'm going to butcher her last name, Shermerhorn, finding joy and purpose in God's plan for singleness. And we've also got Ali Patterson joining us on how to stay standing, not strong, how to stay standing in the days we live. But it's great to have you with us on Dawn and Steve in the morning. And we have no texting still. How many days, Steve? It is day 22 of texting held hostage. <laughs> I am waiting to the for the day when we can say, you can text us. I know. But that I is know not today. Do. It is not. Uh, sadly, it is not today. Yeah, I'm wondering, what is it going to take? I'm just curious about that. <laughs> what's gonna, it going to take? What's it going to take to get texting back? You know, I, I chuckle so much because, uh, again, I'm usually the one that's angsty over things that are, are not being, uh, not resolving as quickly as I think I they if it's angsty. can or should. It's more snarky. Okay. Maybe. Well, uh, ir- irritable. I'll own the over snark, this. too. Yeah. Usually it's, yeah. it's me. <laughs> So I have to just kind of stand here and laugh watching all of that transpire on your face <laughs> and seeing it in your voice. Because, again, here is where the uh, the script has flipped. And I'm just going to let you go with it, my You're going to let me go? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm, I'm almost applauding. No, I'm, I'm applauding you. Well, thank Not you. Not almost. Thank I am you very much. You. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, when uh, we're told it's going to take, like, Two weeks, and we now are coming up on over, well, about a month. Yeah, now. three weeks, All right. solid three weeks. Well, yeah, I mean, 22 days since it was supposed to be here. Mm-hmm. But the process to take like seven to 10 days, and that was to, supposed to start back in December. Yeah, somebody dropped the ball. I'm just not having it anymore. <laughs> I, I'm all about grace and compassion oh, and yeah. whatever. Right. And if there's a problem, I get the, that there are problems, but, you know, communication Helps when there are issues and problems, too. It it goes back to that right there, bottom line, communication. We think people know, we assume they can figure out what we're thinking. That's not always the case. And then you, you <laughs> this happened last night. Uh, I'm in this group, and I got a text from my son. And I have an Apple Watch, so it communicates with my phone. And I don't look at it if it's anybody else but one of my kids or Ben, right? Yeah. So I look and I'm like, okay, and I'm I'm reading this because, okay, so I'm in a play. It, it makes it easier to explain. I'm in a play and the director was addressing some other folks, which is why I thought it was okay for me to just quick look at this text. And I read it and I'm processing it. And about that time, she turns her attention to me and she goes, is, is that was the dumbest thing that you've heard, right? And I'm like, huh? Uh, oh, right. me? Are you talking to me now? I'm so sorry. No, I was just processing a text from my son and she just misread my face. And of course, my daughter's in this play and she said, I know she did that to me yesterday. So it, it's just all. <laughs> yeah, it's all part and parcel of of communication. You have to use your words. Right. Otherwise, you can really cause some damage, not I, just your face. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the stereotype of, you know, if you're married and one of you is upset and you're like, hey, what's wrong? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> no, there's something obviously wrong. Can we talk about it? You should know. Uh, it doesn't help. It doesn't help. So texting. Where are you? That's <laughs> Bottom line, yes. what's wrong? We need to know what is know going wrong. on, and I do think it's on the providers, and I really do. I think that what they overpromised and underdelivered, I believe, is what's going down here. All but. right, so 
We're looking forward to getting that back soon and hearing from you. In the meantime, you can hit us up on Facebook. Yes, and that's where the devotional is this morning. Let's get back to the important things. John 1 is where we're going to head and look at what it means to be a Christ follower. It might not be what you think. Well, John chapter 1, halfway through verse 38 and uh, verse 39, it says, They said to him, Rabbi, which is to say, when translated teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, come and see. They came and saw where he was staying and remained with him that day. You know, there comes a time for each of us when merely talking about the Christian pilgrimage is not sufficient. We must actually set out on the journey. We can spend hours debating and discussing issues related to the Christian life, but this means little if we never actually step out and follow Christ. Ever have a friend, somebody you know, who's maybe, oh, someday I'm going to do this, or I, I could do this, and all they do is talk about it and never take that step. Like, no, we, we got to be proactive if we want to see that change. We want to be proactive if we want to grow in the Christian life. For generations, the coming of the Messiah had been pondered and predicted by the nation of Israel. Maybe no topic gathered more discussion among the Jews than the nature and the work of the Messiah. Andrew had listened to John the Baptist, and he had heard of the coming Messiah. And now suddenly, he's face to face with the one he had yearned to see. And Andrew's mind was filled with questions that he longed to ask. Instead of entering into some theological dialogue with Andrew, Jesus turned and he began to walk. Andrew's questions were not going to be answered by discussion alone. Andrew was going to have his questions answered as he walked with Jesus. Christianity is not a set of teachings to understand. It's a person to follow. As he walked with Jesus, Andrew watched Jesus heal the sick. He watched him teach God's wisdom. He watched him demonstrate God's power. Andrew not only learned about God, he experienced him. There are moments that will come when you stand at a crossroads with your Lord. And you're going to have a hundred questions for him. Don't be surprised if rather than answering those questions one by one, Jesus says, put on your shoes. Let's go. Get out on the road. Follow me. I'm asking you to walk with me. And as you walk daily with him, Jesus will answer your questions. And you will discover far more than you ever knew to ask. If you want a copy of this morning's devotional, you can go directly to blackaby.org, or we have this posted on our Facebook page on Facebook. You're looking for Don and Steve in the morning. Rise and shine. It's Dawn and Steve time on Moody Radio. This is Dawn and Steve in the morning. And as we mentioned a few moments ago, our texting is still down. But you can still get in touch with us on 1-800-555-7898 on the phone and via Facebook. Yes, at Dawn and Steve on Facebook. You know, you get up in the morning, you check the headlines. Not always. I mean, we do once we get to the studios. Do you do this before you get to the studio? Do you, like, check headlines? You know, not intentionally, but I have a news 
app on my phone. Uh-huh. And for like significant headlines, it does send me notifications. Uh, it blesses you daily. <laughs> so it, exactly. So, you know, whenever there is kind of a, a breaking news story, if you will, I do usually get a notification. Sometimes it's pretty quick. Sometimes it seems to show up a little late, yeah. almost after the fact. But uh, yeah, I do kind of try and pay at least a little bit of attention to what's happening in our world. I certainly do once I get in studio because it, we kind of have this thing we got to look and see if the world blew up because right. we we want to be sensitive to the things that are going on in the headlines of the day and 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 enter into lament on a lot of these things. I mean, it's National Human Trafficking Awareness Month. We've had several guests that have talked about that and and I'm grateful because it just enhances my prayer life. It it enhances my knowledge and mm-hmm. to know what to look for. And then when I see headlines like today, we have two New shootings, and that one is in Northern California. One is in Des Moines, Iowa, of yeah. all places. Oh, I mean, it, both caught my attention, but the Des Moines one hit sure because that that's where I grew up. Yeah, yeah. I think that um, when you see things like this, Steve, honestly, like I, there's no answer for something like this other than it is a sinful world that we live in. It is fallen. We know the Lord's going to come back. We know that a relationship with him is the most important thing because we don't know when we're stepping into eternity. But when you see things like this, I hope it it does make us stop and think about what is happening. Sure. Because you you can't, you just can't make sense of it. No. And, you know, I, I sometimes wonder were these things always happening, but we just didn't have the 24-hour news cycle like Mm -hmm. we do today and the instantaneous uh, delivery through social media and apps and all of these things? Or do we really see an increase in this violence? Because it certainly certainly seems like that. Just yesterday, about this time, we were talking about the shooting in California Mm -hmm. over the weekend where 10 had died and 10 were were injured. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. now yesterday... A shooting in Half Moon Bay, just about 30 minutes south of San Francisco, and seven killed there. Uh, the gunman this time was taken into custody. And then the two teens and uh, an adult who were shot in Des Moines, the, the two teens killed, appears to be uh, gang-related violence uh, there. But, man, it seems as if, you know, you used to think about shootings happening in the violent big cities. Sure. You know, they had the reputation in parts of L.A. and Chicago and New York, and there's certain neighborhoods, and you kind of expected that there, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But now it seems like we're seeing these shootings popping up in other parts of the country and other places. And, and even by people who kind of got scratching my head a little bit, at least me, yeah. you know, over the weekend, the shooting by a 72-year-old man. That was the gunman. Right. The one just yesterday was a 60, in California, a 67-year-old. Like, Again, I what? don't get it. No. I no. really don't get it. I mean, the the one in Iowa, they say the suspect was an 18-year-old, and I kind of get that one gang-related, but but the other two, I'm kind of scratching my head at that. Yeah, it, so much doesn't make sense. And you mentioned how these things probably have been happening before we had the 24-7 news cycle. We just didn't get to hear about it unless it finally made a newspaper or something that we would read. And yet there's going to be a personal headline, no doubt. In your life today, maybe there's yeah. a personal headline going on in your family, and that is real to you. Mm-hmm. I know these things, when they come into my life, it's very real to me. It's much more, I, I can lament with those in California and Des Moines, 
but I can experience it when it's my own personal headline. And and that's something that may never make publication anywhere. Right. But the pain and the the hurt is still very, very real to you, to me. And I've been listening to the book of Job this week. <laughs> Talk about processing things. Man, you saw his friends show up. We often hear right. you know, about his wife and his friends. And you see his friends show up. And they enter into his lament yeah. for a good seven days, right? They show up with presents. That was the best thing they did. So good. And then they open their mouths. Uh, right. And it did remind me of when when these headlines happen, whether it's something national, international, or very personal, how we respond to one another. Do we show up and just make our presence available? Or do we think we need to add something with our mm. words? I got so tickled <laughs> without humor at one of his friends when he said, I'm just, I, it's just in my heart, in my mind, I just have to speak. And I think of how many times I may have written that in a text or an email or something that just was burdening my heart. Now, I just knew it was from God. I'm just going to have to tell you, Steve, this is what you need to hear. Yeah. And that was not helpful. Yeah. You know, sometimes we do fall into that. And, and other times, you know, when we have suffering happening and we're watching it from afar, from mm-hmm. a bit of a distance, it can be uh, kind of challenging to know what showing up looks like. Sure. So if you're okay, I want to talk about that coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, when you have somebody that you care about, somebody who you love, who is suffering, and you want to support them, but real life gets in the way, how do you encourage them? Um, we're going to talk about that coming up in just a few minutes, but you're welcome to join the conversation right now, 800-555-7898 to call in. Or you can uh, comment on the Facebook page on Facebook. You're just looking for Don and Steve in the morning. This is Danny Goki. We all need Jesus. Isn't that the truth? Thanks for tuning in this morning. This is Moody Radio. It's Dawning and Steving on Moody Radio. You're listening to Dawn and Steve in the morning from the Word to Life. Yes, and we are so looking at the headlines of the day and realizing, <laughs> I mean, it's not new. It's not like, hey, wow, that, never thought of that. But it is one of those times where when you see shootings in California now, another one in Northern California, one in Des Moines, Iowa, we realize that things like this happen daily. We just may not see it hit the headlines, like the top above the fold, right? Right. Uh, um, in the proverbial old newspaper days uh, or in your news feed. But hurt happens and it happens every day. Our lives can change in moments. Right. And I was listening to someone say, you know, you can always, I think it was um, California Saddleback. Rick Warren. Rick Warren say, you know that there's been something really significant in your life when you say, before this date, this is what was going on. And everything was redefined after that date. I get it. I totally get it. You probably do too. What do you do to comfort someone, especially if there's distance between you, you haven't, been able to spend a lot of time together, but you care and you want to show up for them. And our question is to you, but you got to call us this morning because the texting feature is down still 800-555-7898 or message us through our Facebook page, which is at Don and Steve. But I know 
you have this question on your heart right now. I do. Um, one of my best friends from back in Chicago, um, we used to meet together regularly, accountability partners, uh, all of that. We were in small group together. Uh, so I've known him for quite a while and, and quite well. And they, he and his wife had just celebrated a, a wedding anniversary, taken a great trip and Aww. came back from that and uh, were experiencing some pains and went to the doctor. And it turns out she was diagnosed with cancer <sighs> and it wasn't good. Oh. Stage four. And I'm so sorry. they felt like, well, she's young, 38, mm. maybe with aggressive treatment, they might be able to beat this thing and tried all sorts of things. And for about the past seven to eight months, they've been trying to bring this cancer under control and maybe even get to the point where surgery could remove it and all that. Nothing's worked. And so over the weekends, we you know, got words that uh, she's been moved to hospice yeah. and two to four months. Ugh. And they've got three, three boys mm-hmm. you know, under the age of, of 12. And you just look at that and you think, what can you do? Mm -hmm. I know what I would do if I still lived three miles away from him. Oh, sure. Right. That's not the case anymore. And so when there are people that you love and you have that connection and, and you want to encourage them, support them, but you're in our case, I think 600 ish miles away, Uh you know, what does it look like? to love them well from afar. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I've been thinking about. And so when you talked about Job's friends yeah. and, you know, <laughs> they did great until they opened their mouths. I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I, I, I really can't just go sit with him because, you know, life still has a thing. I have family and so does he, and he has to go to work still, even though this is going on. So what does it look like to love well from afar? Yes. Especially when someone is in a, a season of grief like this. Yep. You know, you, you can cry from a distance. Sure. You can lament with them from a distance. But how, how do you communicate that when you're hundreds and hundreds of miles apart? Add in where the mind goes. I don't want to bother. Sure. I don't want to interrupt. You've got enough going on. And yet there is something about showing up in a way that you're speaking of, especially from a distance. We had a situation in our family a couple of years ago. I needed my people by me. So I kind of called in the troops. There was a gal who found out about this and she sent a card every week. I've not seen this woman. Mm -hmm. And I can't, I mean, the last time I recall seeing her was my wedding. That was 30 years ago. Wow. (laughs) And when she found out about this, she got our address and she sent a card weekly. For a year. I couldn't believe it. I I thought, wow, what a ministry. Just to say you're on my mind, in my heart, praying for you. That's that. And and that's somebody who didn't really know a whole lot about what was going on. She just wanted to show up. Others just came alongside. It's it's the presence, I think. And that's the thing we appreciated about Job's friends, right, for seven days. Right. It's the presence that showed up for him. It was when they said something, it went south. But yeah, I, I don't know. I'm so interested in you've been through something really difficult. Somebody showed up in your life and ministered to you really well to let you know that they care. And this is what it looked like. Can you share that with us today? Call 800 555 
7898. Let us know or message us through our Facebook page. If you're on Facebook, you're looking for at Don and Steve in the morning at Don and Steve. But how has someone ministered to you well in the point of true sorrow? <sighs> it's yawn and sneeze in the morning. You just heard Dawn sneeze, and it's Dawn and Steve in the morning on Moody Radio. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. What? The new name of the show? What does yeah. Yawning and sneezing in the morning. Yawning and sneezing in the morning. <laughs> this morning, though, you know. I'm telling you, you're telling this just deeply personal story, and it's 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 so difficult, and we're wanting to know how you comfort someone when they're going through truly a life and death situation. And I'm over here muting my mic and sneezing my head off. Yeah, I'm like, I'm so sorry. Just concentrate on what you're saying. I can't stop. Uh, so, yes, rightly so. Yeah, it's real life. I might have seen a yawn over there. So truly. It, it could have happened. <laughs> I'm not going to say it didn't. Could have happened. Uh, yeah, it is real life. And, and that's, you know, the pain, the suffering we go through. That's real life, too. How do it we is. comfort one another? And Chris, appreciate uh, you messaging us this morning yes. through Facebook talking about how when you had a friend who recently passed away, you and your wife reached out to the wife who was left and those so kids. Good. And you've been taking them out to dinner and just letting them talk. Mm-hmm. And you guys just listen. And if she has questions, we can honestly just say, hey, we, we don't know. We haven't walked in your shoes, yep. but you're there. You're showing up. And you're there to listen and to let her and the kids talk and process and, and do all that. I think that's huge. You know, I think there's a reason God gave us one mouth but two ears. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. How often do we need to shut the mouth and open the ears? I, I'm learning a lot, once again, by listening to the book of Job and his friends and just all all the back and forth, too. Because Job comes back and says, hey, <laughs> This is not helping. Exactly. I know that God has turned his hand against me. I, I know I haven't like done any disobedience. And he's trying to work this all out in his mind, knowing God is still God. God still has a purpose. He's just not sure what it is. And yeah. his friends are trying to put on their best counseling. You and, must be sinning, Job. Oh, I'm telling my you I'm not. Goodness. Oh, I think you are. Oh. Yeah. I'm, you then went from my comforter fighting. to I want to wring your neck. <laughs> Yeah, and we don't want to be that person. But I think what I appreciate, Chris, about what you and your wife are doing is that there's there's something about when a loss like that happens, even if it's somebody close to you, you sometimes think, well, I don't I don't want to be in the way. Right. I don't want to add to their pain. I don't know how to just show up. But I have seen and heard and read so many accounts of people For instance, a friend who has an office or, you know, maybe an office in the home and they're there and the person just goes and sits in the corner, a close friend. Yeah. And and has presence there. And that way you need coffee. I got that. Yeah. You don't talk. You just show up and listen, as Chris, you and your wife are doing. That is really, really huge. There is something about presence. You don't have to have the words. And you just have to show up. Don't even have to know what to say. Nope. And it's okay to ask questions or even share memories of that person that, you know, if it happens to be a a death. Remember uh, some friends who lost a family member very suddenly and tragically. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was honestly to to terrorist violence overseas. Mm. And, you know, people were like, I I don't know what to say. I don't know. Should should I talk about him or should I not? Can I do that? And she's like, yeah, we can talk. Mm -hmm. Because you don't think. 
that he's on my mind anyway, you're not going to trigger anything that I'm not already thinking. <laughs> and true. so being willing to just to talk, to share, to listen was such a huge part in helping that grieving process. Mm, and listening, I'm going to go back to that one more time because yeah. when uh, we lost my daddy, he took his own life. The words that were offered most of the time were not helpful. Yeah. People wanted to say something that would be appropriate. I had family members saying things. I was like, please just stop. Please. Thank you for showing up. You can stand right here beside me, but don't talk because what you're offering is not at all helpful. Yeah. And it, it feels better for you. But for me, I just need you to be there. Yeah. Be there. Be quiet. Yep. Just like Job's friends. For those first seven, seven days. days. I got yeah, it right. Yep. Exactly. Well, we're glad that uh, you have joined us. It is Don and Steve in the morning. And if you want to uh, join the conversation, you can do that on our Facebook page or call 800-555-7898.